This NFC Super Wild Card Weekend Picks Edition with Brandon Jacobs on the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. What's up, everybody? You're watching SGPN. Fuck the Cowboys. Let's go, baby. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Been dreaming of this this moment for, <laughs> for some may say five plus years. Sean, it's it's only it's only the second time the Giants have uh, been in an optimal position since we started doing the podcast. Outside of years, they've won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, we uh, we just taped the AFC uh, Super Wild Card Weekend Picks Edition podcast. Just dropped that, and we're now back live on YouTube here at the beautiful Blue Wire Studios in the Win Las Vegas. And of course, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet. Uh, so many ways to win, and of course, uh, if you're in New Jersey. Uh, they're a win bet state. Also, uh, online casino uh, bet or uh, deposit one hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar uh, free credits over there. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w y n n b e t. Great companion to playoff football. Exactly. Fire up the old <laughs> win bet casino. All right, enough messing around. Joining us here to talk the NFC Super Wild Card Weekend. You know him from your New York Giants, two-time oh. Super Bowl champion, Brandon Jacobs. Brandon, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks for uh, having me. Looking forward to it, man. And I, the the respect that Sean is paying you, <laughs> I, obviously one of the more feared Giants uh, Sean's ever gone against. Of course, part of the Eagles. He's got the jacket and everything. Brandon, how how excited are you that the Giants are back in the postseason? Well, you know. I, I'm really excited, man. You know, I, I I think the Giants have had a very interesting football season. Started off as hot as it did, and they, you know, they kind of cooled off a little bit um, by winning some of the games like they've been winning. Um, barely getting it done, should I say? But they've been in games, and you know, if they were there in the fourth quarter, it was a chance that they were going to win. Uh, you know, just just looking at all the offense that you know have been able to do um, without a, a downfield wide receiving threat that we. You know that obviously I think that we need that. You know that could have got us a couple more wins this year, or maybe you know uh, maybe to that twelve number I predicted early on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, that's next, I think that's the next step for us. Now, well, now there was a lot of discussion on our show whether or not the Giants should rest their starters. Uh, Ryan, of course, remembering uh, Tom Coughlin and the way he did business, going hard till the very end. What was your take? Did you think it was a good decision? The rest of the starters, if you were the coach, would you have rested the Giants? Well, you know, it's interesting, man. I could also under like I could understand both ends of it. Um, I, I like I understand the coach resting his guys. He didn't want any starters going into the game hurt. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, there's that, a lot of things. I feel like you're saying no here. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I'm, I'm just saying no, but I can see either way. Like what, like what means more to you? Some momentum, you know, but could we have been able to beat the Eagles? You know, did it really matter at the time? Like, you know, or they're just looking down line. Like, I, you know, like, I don't know. Um, I just know we played the Eagles team that had just dropped one to uh, Washington. They dropped one to Dallas. Um, they dropped one of somebody else, if I'm not mistaken. Saints. Which was a couple weeks. 
Uh, yeah, four, fourteen and fourteen and three. It's, you, know, you, can, you can rattle off the three wins. There's only three, or sorry, three losses there. But uh, yeah, no, I mean it's it's obviously interesting because the Chargers on the other side they played a lot of their starters, and then Joey Bosa got nicked up. Mike Williams might miss the game, so you can kind of see both sides. But, but you saw it if you're not watching on YouTube.com/slash Sports Gambling Podcast. You saw it in Brandon's body length. <laughs> when he played football, the, the 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 sport was to play the to play the game, to play to win the game. And I think if you would ask anyone, I mean, to, do you guys win the Super Bowl if you don't play that last game? Probably not, right? I don't think so. I got to be honest. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we win the Super Bowl if we don't play that game. That game gave us so much confidence. That game, you know, made us realize that that we pretty much been playing around all season long. And when it's time to buckle down, it's you know. And sit in there like that's what we did. Like we was among some of the better teams in the league. If you ask me, you know, we had the talent. You know, we had the leadership. Um, I think we had everything that we needed, but we committed so many turn. You know, like uh, our turnovers and and penalties and just a lot of undisciplined play throughout the you know sixteen week season. Um, but we finally buckled down. We didn't turn the ball over at all in the play. I think we had one, one or two maybe turnovers. And you know, throughout you know throughout the playoffs, and we didn't commit that many penalties. And we went on to the big dance and won it, you know. So, you know, we didn't have that many that those type of penalties when we played against the uh, the Patriots the first time, man. Uh, and we we didn't turn it over. I think we had, I think I think we might have one pick, and I think that really helped us going into it, seeing these you know that these guys coming into here, you know, fifteen and zero, and uh, you know trying to you know go sixteen and zero, and I and and I thought we did a good job of standing in our way just a little bit. Um, which I think is a game that we should have won. I definitely thought, I, I definitely think that propelled us into the postseason with a lot of confidence. Well, and Sean knows I love drawing parallels between current gi- giant seasons and that giant season. I think another parallel that that is kind of becoming evident is the 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 lack of respect that the quarterback was getting uh, from most external sources. Whereas in the locker room, it seems like. Dan Jones, AKA Daniel Jones has certainly been the guy for that team. I, I will say, I know you're a Daniel Jones guy. It is, is there any question in your mind that he's, he's the quarterback of this team, regardless of what happens this weekend against Minnesota? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think he's a quarterback for the New York giants. I think the Giants should give him a contract over award, you know, three years, I don't know, 50 million, somewhere around there. I think that'll be a great number for Daniel Jones, and they got to figure out Saquon Barkley. I, as much as I love him, I don't think we will be able to contain, you know, both of them. I don't think we'll be able to, you know, like retain both guys. That's up and two, you know, critical parts of our offense. Obviously, I think Daniel Jones could be a hell of a lot better quarterback if you gave him another th- downfield threat. It, all right, so if you got to no, pick no, one, he's, he's well, if you, you got to pick one, though, <laughs> are you picking Saquon or Daniel Jones for next year? Well, you gotta go with you gotta go with Daniel Jones. Hell yeah! He's, you know, hell yeah! Him, I mean, it's kind of, kind of hard to not go with Daniel Jones in a situation like that because uh, you need a quarterback and you need a guy you trust and a guy you believe in. And and we finally got a guy, you know, right here, right you now throughout. You know, they take us to the playoffs and and do a lot. I think he had over eight hundred yards rushing uh, on the ground. You know, this season, uh, which is great. You know, you know. You know, I, I just think he's the quarterback. It's just what oh, I yeah. believe. I think you know. Now, now Brandon, you, you've been on two teams, uh, obviously that went on that run with this with the uh, Giants. We always hear about like playoff mentality. Was there ever on one of those teams like an epic pregame speech where one of the guys, maybe it was you, or or who had like the great pregame speech in those playoff runs? Was there one guy who stood out that really? You know, the night before we always hear these stories. He got on the chair and told him, you know, hey, we're we're not coming home unless we get this victory. Like we just it, saw Kirby Smart, the national championship game. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. He killed it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He did, killed it. Who was who was the guy on your team that did that? Um we didn't have a guy, man, on either one of those teams that stood up on a Saturday night. You know, right before the game, and said some because we had really got a lot of our, you know, we understood, we know what it was like. You know, I think Strahan had played, and TK had played in the Super Bowl before in 2000. I want to say, got killed by uh, Baltimore. Yeah. So they was talking about, you know, uh, 
they were talking about being there at that time. So Strahan was the only guy on my team that was left from that team, I think, that had played on the Super Bowl, that played in the Super Bowl. And he just talked about how much, you know, they went through and how painful it was to go and make it to the big game and get smashed and, you know, stuff like that. So he was just, he just made sure that we were aware it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. So don't piss down your leg when it comes. <laughs> hey guys, I, I, we totally screwed this up before. We're not going to screw it up again. Giants on three. No, this is my last season. Like straight hands. Like I'm not doing this again. No more training. I only, yeah, I only got one more in me Then I'm going to go to daytime television. Did he ever talk about like, Hey, one day I'm going to be dominated daytime television until then we're going to win this super bowl. <laughs> Man, you know, we never knew, man. We we never really knew he was heading that direction the way he's he's headed that way. Um, <laughs> he's done a phenomenal job, man. Put out a blueprint, a, a blueprint for a lot of people that want to go that route. Um, you, know, it's, you know, what he was able to do was astronomical. From playing, I'm talking about immediately after playing, it's just jumped up for him, man. I'm proud of Mike, man. And, you know, watching him. Being able to do what he's done, you know, what he's done is definitely inspiring to a guy like myself. Yeah, no, I mean, it's one thing to kind of transition and do the, you know, former player, the pregame show. That's that's certainly one accomplishment. But then to like mainstream cross over into mainstream TV and 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 do something like that is like a whole other skill set. Uh, getting back to the game coming up, is there one thing as a Giants? Uh, backer, I almost want to say Giants player because you, uh, well, yeah. much like he can look, actually say we. Well, Unlike you know, you. I use I use we when describing the Eagles, and you know, Brandon uses we when describing the Giants. <laughs> sure, sure, Brandon actually played on the team, but I, Brandon, as a as a guy who wasn't on the team, I I've been invested since I could remember. You know, some of these guys they only play a couple years; they're mercenaries. <laughs> Me, I've been bleeding green my entire life. But uh, the we debate. <laughs> <laughs> the the we debate aside, who do you and the rest of the Giants? What what's the biggest concern going up against this Vikings team? As an Eagles fan, I'm pointing out Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson. But what what do you think the matchup the Giants have to win to get this W? I mean, as much as I love Justin Jefferson, I don't think he did nothing against us the first time until the fourth quarter. It's true. I thought they did. Ah, I thought he could. I thought the Giants did a decent job, other than letting that damn. Man, me kick that field goal that long to win the game, man. It was crazy. But <laughs> I thought they played the Vikings well. I mean, granted, the Vikings had just got smashed prior to, you know, a couple weeks prior to that by the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, I thought the Giants going through, you know, play. I thought they played them pretty good because I, I myself didn't think the game was going to be as close. And they showed us then that they can play with some of the better teams throughout the NFL and with the Vikings being where they were then I, I definitely got the I definitely got the Giants winning the close one 28-24 24-20 somewhere around this is going to be out the range they got they're going to need a touchdown and not a field goal <laughs> All right I like yeah, it I mean, he's setting a- it up so that they don't have they can't have their hearts crushed by a 61 yard field goal Come on you know no, what we're getting a doink. It's going to be a doink. They're going to miss the field goal this time. Oh yeah, that is that is still one of my favorite Eagles playoff memories. The Chicago Bears double doink, also a great uh gambling moment for me personally. As far as uh Super Wild Card weekend, any other any, any other uh teams you really like to get a win or maybe to cover the spread? Like what do you what what's your what would your lock be for this uh first weekend of the NFL? Um, I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Uh, who? So who's Dallas playing this? Uh, this? Oh, they got Tampa, right? Yeah, they're at home. Or sorry, so Tampa's at home against the Cowboys, catching two and a half. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna go with the 49ers. I'm gonna go with Tampa. Nice. I'm gonna go with the. Um. I mean. Uh, Brandon just gave us a great parlay, right? There. Uh, yeah, I, I heard. Walk, I heard it, walk Sa- him through it. San Francisco parlayed with Tampa, parlayed with the Giants. <laughs> I mean, if we take yeah, the, I, I think Tampa will. I think I, I think Dallas is going to stub their toes going out to Tampa. Um, I think the moment is going to be a little bit too big for the Cowboys. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to it in a bit, but I really like that defensive anytime touchdown for the Bucks. D- Dak has been yeah. ripe for a turnover. Yeah, no, I mean he he's. <laughs> Seven games in a row with the pick. I think in that seven game span, 
11 interceptions. Any any Giants players? Like if you had to pick a Giant player of the game against Vikings, what would you go with there? Well, given the fact that they they are pretty good against the run, um I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Daniel Jones. With, with, with you know, with, with about two, two sixty-five, you know, about, about two hundred sixty-five yards. With about eighty to eighty-five on the ground, um, you know, a touchdown in the air and one on the ground. I think I think Daniel Jones is to play the game uh, this uh, week. You hear that, Ryan? He's building his own win build a bet. He's got he's got Daniel Jones over two hundred fifty passing yards. You mean Vanilla Vic? <laughs> Vanilla Vic. That is. That's uh, one of his uh, favorite nicknames. It's his best nickname. <laughs> um, yeah, Brandon. Hey, man. Appreciate you calling in. Obviously, you want to give Brandon a follow on Twitter at Brandon Jacobs twenty seven and uh, talk to people about uh, anything else you got going on. Hey, man. Well, you know, right now, just you know, uh, just making sure my boys are good, man. Just making sure they're great. You know, my oldest son is, you know, he's he's he's. Uh, walking up on his 11th, you know, his junior year in high school, got a lot of coaches and stuff like that coming at him. He just entered a new high school as well in Buford High School, which is the premier high school here Ooh. in Georgia, um, where we are now. So, um, you can know, we he's, get, can, he's you, can we get any breaking news on where he might end up uh, in college for football? And I have no idea. The kid is all over the place. Um, yeah, he's all over the place now, man. He got a lot of people liking him. He. I mean, I feel bad for the kid, for real. I feel bad for a lot of kids that's in this position, man, because they're pulled in so many different directions by so many things that has nothing to do with the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It has nothing to do with the game. So a lot of these kids are just, you know, they're, they're, they're confused. It's, and I always tell a lot of kids that go with the coach that makes you feel like he got your back when shit hit the fan. <laughs> you know, they feel like you're a part of his family, not his University family coaches to have talking about like his family at his house, like with his, you know, wife and kids, like like that. Like you want to go with that guy. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on out there as far as you know what these kids are offered and what they can get now. It's crazy. It almost made me want to go back so I can see what I got. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're probably thinking about going back, getting some uh, NIL deals. If you if you had to get an NIL deal, what do you think you'd be endorsing? Cash. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, probably, probably the uh, the Green Giant uh, uh, <laughs> <and> vegetables. <laughs> Hell yeah, I like that. That's a very wholesome answer, yeah. Brandon Jacobs. For me, it would be like Coors Light or something like that. But you, I like it. <laughs> Green beans. That's yeah. probably why you're the athlete, and uh, I'm here hosting the show. Yeah, man. So you know, but he's doing great, though, man. Uh, he's doing really good. So we just, like I said, we just started this high school on Tuesday. Which is yesterday was his first day, so we see how it goes, man. Real good, nationally known team, and I just want to see what's up. So that's pretty much all I got going on now, man. Um, getting ready to go to Los Angeles to coach in the NFL PA Bowl uh, this upcoming this or well, next week. Um, There's a lot of guys that's trying to, you know, uh, prolong their careers into the NFL. So it's kind of like the Senior Bowl, and I'm I'm looking forward to coaching that as well. So you know, just. Got a few things coming up. Where, where's that at, Brandon? It's in uh, Pasadena. Oh, oh, wow! <laughs> We're our studios down the street. We're gonna have to come and check this out. Yeah, is it over yeah. by the Rose Bowl? Yeah. So this is my first time doing it. Kevin Dockery, the one, got me involved with it. He did it last year, and um, you know, I told him I wanted to do it this year. So they hit me up, and and I'm oh. I'm hitting that way first. Awesome. Oh, well, yeah. again, appreciate the time, Brandon, and uh, give Brandon a follow over on Twitter at Brandon Jacobs twenty seven. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Go Giants. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. For, uh, yeah, anytime. Always good to have a fellow Cowboy hater on the show. <laughs> yes, it, it's great when you have someone who played for a team that that hated the Cowboys and they kept that. The hatred came with them into retirement. Yeah, I mean, you would just by listening to Brandon do the interview, you would swear like he he just came out of the locker room. He's he, still he's he also still... rolled his eyes pretty hard at the <laughs> idea of resting starters week week eighteen. Uh, I don't, you know, I think uh, if I had to read between the lines, he likes Brian Dable. He doesn't want to say oh, Brian Dable is soft. You know, I try. He doesn't mind calling out Brian Dable or you know 
fine. You don't mind, but there is Brandon a certain, doesn't want. There is a certain etiquette in the former Giants who still are like maintaining a good relationship with the organization. It's almost like there's an internal memo memo that gets sent out, and once once you start to hear the former players talk talk shit about stuff. Then it be, then it's real. Then the organization's out. So he's probably on the inside, just not wanting to, <laughs> not wanting to crush Dave's for for doing the. Mo- I get it. You're a player coach. All right, let's uh, let's get to the picks. And of course, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN. Get in there. Fantasy football best ball draft for the playoffs. Hundred percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars. They're giving away one million dollars in their. Uh, Best ball gauntlet contest. Highly recommend getting in there. And again, you deposit $100, you get the $100 credit. That is four free entries into the gauntlet. Kramer, let's get to our gauntlet, AKA the NFC Super Wild Card Picks. Super. Let's right. go. What do you Saturday, got? Saturday, 1 30 on the West Coast. We have the Seattle Seahawks. They're heading down to the Bay to take on the San Francisco 49ers, laying 10 points here at home. Minus five twenty-five on the money line. Seattle plus three ninety. Forty-two and a half is the total. I have seen some nine and a halfs out yeah. there flashing. Uh, win bet still holding strong at ten. I I do think uh, on the previous AFC episode uh, that we we recorded this morning, you know, we were kind of doing the discussion about divisional big dog. You know, really hard. We were angling towards the Miami side oh. for this game. I can make a lot of the same arguments about the coaching, about the way that the defense is going to stand up. The one little bit that to me that's lacking from that handicap is the boost from the rest of the team because the defense has just been horrible. And I know that that you could argue Brock Purdy rookies haven't played well in their first playoff game. I think it's the tune of like three and ten straight up. Well, Ryan, I don't know if you heard, but Brock Purdy is a combination of Dan Marino and Kurt Warner. The 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 Brock Purdy stats do feel like a bit of an outlier. Highest passer rating through five games. Yeah, it's Kurt Warner at 131.4, Brock Purdy at 119, Patrick Mahomes at 116.3. Uh, Warner did it in 1999. Went on to win the NFL and Super Bowl MVP that season. Mahomes also won each within his first three seasons. I, obviously, Purdy has a very good team around him. And you mentioned the defense for Seattle. That is the toughest thing to really get behind. And I think they the reason they were able to win that game against the Rams was that you had Baker Mayfield on the other side. Geno Smith tried to throw that game away. I mean. From that very first play of that game, to me, the moment felt too big for Geno so, Smith. So knowing it's a divisional matchup, just yeah, you you know if we if we play the transitive property game, the the Seattle and Rams teams are just on a different caliber right now than the 49ers. There's a reason the 49ers have the top DVOA over the last uh, nine weeks of the season. There's a reason that Brock Purdy is able to excel in this offense just because he understands how the offense works. I mean, number one dig against Trey Lance is he wasn't comprehending the offense. Could be that Brock Purdy is just a Jimmy Garoppolo, smart guy, understands how to play within the confines of a system. And the and the and, and the, the offense is so damn good that it does it really doesn't. I mean, we've been saying this for a while. Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. We got excited. I mean, <laughs> I apologize uh, oh, to Katie in advance. I'm, she I know, is. You're breaking her heart. Ryan. But but Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't good. But then he was <laughs> he was good on this team in this framework. And it's like, well, maybe Brock Purdy's a younger, more athletic version of that. I, I don't know. Like I haven't seen Brock Purdy. Make Make some of those Jimmy three Jimmy G throws that used to cost this team in big moments. No, and I have, and I've seen a certain swagger that makes me think, Hey, they really are getting Debo back who, whether or not he puts the stats on the, on the sheet, he adds a dimension to this offense that specifically against the Seahawks and what they suck at, which is containing run games that can yeah. get horizontal. I, to me, this is the chalk that I'm going to eat this weekend. I'm going to eat the San Francisco chalk. They've been undeniably <laughs> great at home. No, they have. And and they're the team that you as an Eagles fan should be most scared of because they're the only team that comes in both on paper and on the field looking like a team that could throttle anyone. The, the only thing you have against them is, well, their quarterbacks are rookie and rookies yeah, don't do well 30, in the pro season. That, that's it though. That's well, the only and, handicap. And, and again, that's why it was so important for the Eagles to get Absolutely. home field advantage because if they are fortunate enough to move on uh, from that divisional round and they end up facing 
the 49ers in the NFC championship game, obviously being at home, especially for this Eagles team is a massive advantage. Now completely agree. I think the, one of the other huge matchups here is the 49ers rush defense against the Seahawks. Like Kenneth Walker is a, he's a dog, but yeah. you can't, you just can't establish a running game against this 49ers team. They, they, they held him to 12 for 47 last time. Uh, Debo Samuel didn't even play in the game. The last time they played, yep. I, I just, it, to me, Gino Elijah looks, Mitchell's healthy. Like they no, even have, I that think Elijah dimension. Mitchell's going to get involved that. You're right. And Christian McCaffrey, he's going to eat uh, the Seattle is horrible against the tight end. And this is, this Bad. is what really unlocked. Uh, Brock Purdy and George Kittle was this game four for 93 and two touchdowns. There were some Seattle guys making some business decisions on that play. I think it's, I think it's tough to get up for this game. If you're Seattle, I think for Seattle and I'm looking to fade teams. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it felt like they may have dumped the Gatorade here, Ryan. I, I, I just don't see I just don't see Seattle hanging around in this game. The, the hang around angle also includes Gino just trying really, really hard to the end. But I, I'll serious question: Who's better, Brock Purdy or Geno Smith? Oh, right now, Brock Purdy by a mile. So where, where, where does Seattle have an advantage? The passing game, Lockett and Metcalf versus those defensive backs, perhaps. The receivers, yeah. But again, I mean, Geno Smith, that first play, he drops back. And he just like almost hits the Rams defender right in the hand. Sam, Sam Fran to score a defensive touchdown is the chalk of the weekend for defensive any times at plus four twenty five, and I think it is for a reason. I, I I tend to agree. Like I think you know if I'm bet I wanted to bet it. That's why I looked it up, and it was it was almost too short to suggest. But I, I think the idea that Gino does something just incredibly stupid because he's trying to win the game really hard. Like this is the last game he's going to start in the National Football League. Yeah, I, I think as a as a guy who's going to be on the 49ers, my concern is that everything's been going right for the 49ers. And they're due for a game where the ball bounces the wrong way. Brock Purdy has had some fortunate luck where it comes to drop interceptions, uh, a muff punt. Like that's how this Seattle team uh, gets it done. And in, in the FFPC playoff challenge, I picked Seattle's defense because the thinking there was if Seattle is able to win this game, it's with the defensive touchdown. So I, I think that's the only thing that can keep them around. Uh, this nugget's interesting. That's a fun correlated. I get like similarly to the Miami defensive touchdown parlayed with them winning the game out. Right. Yeah. I think, I think you can do the same thing if you like Seattle and juice the money line to an astronomical level. 15 teams have played a playoff game coming in on a 10 plus game straight up win streak. Those teams are seven and eight straight up and two and 13 ATS. That that's I, kind of the stuff that would concern me. The idea of like, everything's gone right for this 49ers team. This is the NFL. This is a division game. This is the third time they've played. That's how I, I see it going wrong. I were, I wonder if that trend is just for wild card round. Cause I would be willing to bet that most scenarios where a team has rattled off 10 wins, they're coming off a buy there and the oh, divisional maybe round, maybe there's something to that. And yeah. so like we've kind of, I've sprinkled this into the handicap. I know it was wrong with the Raiders, but this team is just in like, don't let off the gas mode. Uh, they're not quite at Georgia levels of just not caring about anyone's feelings, but th this certainly could get gross. And this certainly could get gross in a way that creates some fun, fun revenge spots next year for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks team. They just, they ran out of gas and, and, and they're, and a, they're racing a Corvette. Like they're literally one of those Volkswagen bands. <laughs> it's with, it's with almost like they, sitting they, on the roof. they ran out of gas, but then as they broke down the side of road, there was this drifter <laughs> named Baker Mayfield who helped push their car no, to the finish line. No, the hill it's the Baker Hill. <laughs> they rolled down it. Yeah. They rolled down it. They crushed Baker. I, to your point, if they didn't play Baker Mayfield on the road, I, I don't think they get into the playoffs. Well, we're, we're talking about either the Packers or the lions teams with like that. You can actually make an argument for, Hey, this team can actually go and win a game on the road here. Yeah. Smash spot. Um, will, will we find ways to play San Francisco money line parlays? No, no. not touching it. Too I dangerous. Mean, if you want to, if you want to put them in a tease, I can be talked into that, but I'm not, I'm not laying any team in the NFL at minus five twenty five. Are you suggesting we should give out a tease at the end of the show? No, I'm not. <laughs> you can. All right. So we agree. My win build a bet is 
Yeah, you guessed it. A two tight end touchdown parlay. Stay tuned. So we agree. Saturday is a California parlay. State of California for the win. <laughs> Next up, let's jump over to Sunday uh, for the second game on Sunday. Giants Vikings one thirty on the West Coast. Vikings minus three, minus one sixty five on the money line. Giants plus one forty. Forty eight is the total. This was four and a half. Four last time they played. Obviously, we watched the game. We saw uh, the tra- what transpired. I rewatched the game recently uh, to to remember. There were certainly some fortunate events: a fumble, an interception, some things. Uh, the Vikings got the right side of turnovers. They got the right side of the kicking luck. I will say, Giants fans don't seem to remember Graham Gano's just absolute onions fifty-five yard kick when referring to the <laughs> the losing sixty-one yard kick, but. We know Graham Gano is fucking old, reliable. He made the hype video for the playoffs. You know that's you know that's something when your kicker's making the the hype video. Still, still arguably the best player on the team. Although I think I think some guys are giving him a run for their money. We know why the line came back down. The Gi- the Giants kind of won the stat sheet. The Giants won won the areas that are going to cause the market to move. And so now we sit at three in what is a game between the probably the the two teams that everyone would have loved to fade coming into the playoffs based on their relative luck and, 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 and their records in one score games, I think combined, they only lost three. And one of those was the giants lost week 18 with their bench out there. I, I mean, yeah, Chad, I mean I'll, look, I'll throw you, it to you. Cause I want to hear, I want to hear your Vikings <laughs> handicap. No, I, I mean, you look at, I, I just think the Vikings are able to move the ball on this giants defense, right? I mean, where, what is, what is the weakness in the giants defense? It's the linebackers, right? You're, you're able to, to get TJ Hawkinson going. You're able to yep. get Justin Irv Smith back for the Vikings, another yeah. linebacker, athletic linebacker. Um, you know, you're able to get, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson to, to Brandon's point, he did go off in the fourth, but he still had 12 for one thirty three. Uh, TJ Hawkins at 13 for 109. I think there's going to be stuff underneath. A C- couple couple counterpoints to that. Sure. Um, one, Adoree Jackson was out for that game. Okay. Adoree Jackson is the number one cornerback. Adoree Jackson, like I said, would have loved to see him get a couple little run with AJ Brown for a warm up, but he he certainly is going to allow them to play defense a little differently. Also, Xavier McKinney coming back from the ATV accident. He is back. And I think he also allows them to do some different things with the defense. So while I still am terrified of TJ Hawkinson, and I think that's a fair, like that, I, I do think they're going to take, uh, be able to take Justin Jefferson out of the game. And the third point I would give you is in the like eight snaps where the def- defensive line was intact for that Vikings game before Leonard Williams went out with another nagging injury before Oshilari went out with another nagging ankle injury, they, they were dominant in those reps. And I think with all those guys healthy and rested, you know, I think, I think the defense is going to be interesting. Again, I'm going to cite your quarterback, Jalen hurts uh, in his comments about winks defense the second time. And he said, you know, it, it didn't look anything like the first time it was a new defense. They completely adjusted. So, uh, you know, if I'm betting on wink Martindale versus Kirk cousins, Kirk cousins, and, and I'm calling this prime time. You know why Sean, it's the only game on prime time. No, I, and the and the the Vikings are without their right tackle. I I just think you're third under, string center. Yeah, uh, is it 100? percent He's starting the third string center. I'll I'll verify because I I didn't know that it seemed like the second string guy might be able to go. Okay, maybe I'm I'm delayed. No, no, no. I I I didn't see the final uh, latest injury report, but I mean Justin Jefferson at home is a different animal, Ryan. Not only Giants, but then look at some of these other home games. Twelve for one twenty three and he's a touchdown. Good. I get it. Nine for one thirty-nine and a touchdown. I mean, that was against New England, who has a very, very good defense. Six for ninety-eight, twelve for one fifty-four. Uh, opening day against Green Bay, nine for one eighty-four and two touchdowns. Situational football. I, I just, I mean, it, honestly, I like. I think the the mistakes that were made are not mistakes that the offense makes this time around. But I think to me, I'm excited to watch the defense. I think if anything, getting so many reps out there for these guys who had to play because of Dory Jackson got hurt, had to play because McKinney got hurt. I mean, shit, Landon Collins is playing linebacker for this team and he's playing it. Well, I think, I think there, there's a certain confidence for this team, Sean, that I'm going to warn you. This is, it's a quiet confidence right now. And I think 
there, there's not a, uh, I, there will not be a coaching matchup where I feel the Gi- Giants have a disadvantage in this postseason. Well, I think you're, I, I think you're, and it's certainly not the fucking Vikings. <laughs> All right. Maybe against the Vikings, but I think the, the idea that Brian Dable is the greatest coach in the NFC, I think you're, you're uh, a little, you're a little above your pay grade. A there. little bit of a com- mostly a comment about Wink right now, but yeah, uh, 100%. I like I like the adjustments. I like the game well, by game and, and approach. Also, also Jalen hurts. They took away his ability to scramble in that game. Um, so if the Eagles do end up facing the giants again, look for him to be able to scramble out from some of that pressure. Now, Kirk cousins in a clean pocket versus pressure is completely different. Yeah. The, the, the reason I'm going to pick against the giants Ryan, oh. is one, the You're giants scared of them for next round. No one, literally the giants dumped the Gatorade. And then two, so I was making the play. I was they congratulated they, their coach. Yeah. They d- literally, we, we have a thing on the show. Two weeks we ago. fade. Yeah, well, they didn't play their starters. They took the week off. Even better. And how many people have said to you while you're walking around in your uh, your homage uh, New York Giants jacket? How many people have come up to you and said like, "Hey, Giants, this is our year. Hey, I think we might be able to upset those Vikings." Uh, Giants I, fans are looking past the Vikings. That's how far that we've come. That's crazy. Give me so the Vikings we, at home. The Vikings, I, I'm scared the Vikings are going to win and not cover, and this is going to be a 24-23 game. But uh, yeah, give me the Vikings. We we've spent a lot of time in Vegas together. I will say, uh, for a random Wednesday in January, I've never, I couldn't have ever imagined bumping into so many happy Giants fans wearing <laughs> Giants gear. I, it, they are definitely going to be coming out of the woodwork, Sean. Well, and also uh, shout out to whoever booked our travel, aka uh, me. The timing of our trip—I I don't know what's going on. If they're auditioning new uh, Cabana girls for the wind pool, but it is—it's just—it's just a fun place Co- to be cousin, right now, Ron. Cousin Cousin Mush would say it's a smoke show in here. <laughs> it is. It, we're oh, just walking around. Wait, what? Why? Are you, where are all the, there's just been a constant influx of very attractive women walking in one particular direction at the wind. There's gotta be some sort of audition thing going on or something. Wearing comfortable clothes, looking like going to change those clothes. I mean, we did, we did stop and talk to a couple security guys who may very, those guys were whatever event is going on. They're very excited. Yeah. More or less. They were, uh, they were suggesting that perhaps it was auditions for summer employees, seasonal employees for the summer. Uh, all right. So you're going to, yeah, and those guys were telling us how much they make. I go, where's the line? What do you, what do you need? I can't bring out a bottle. Talk to the guys. It makes me think maybe there there's uh there's off menu items that can be purchased. <laughs> he, he did say uh, they do hire a couple of dudes. Oh, um, so fingers it's 2023, crossing. Sean, <laughs> you got to make sure you, ident- you can identify in all directions. All right. Uh, so for the record, you're going to lay three points with the 11 and 0 and one score games, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three points is one score, right? I'm going to take the points with my New York football giants. I think Brandon Jacobs nailed it. Dan Jones, AKA Daniel Jones, AKA Danny dimes has been disrespected this season. And his teammates are not only playing for themselves and the New York football fucking giants, but they're playing for this man, Dan Jones. Saquon (laughs) Barkley is playing for this man. Isaiah Hodges, is playing for this. Richie James is playing for this man. Andrew, you know what happens? The, as soon as Daniel Jones throws a touchdown pass every single time, do you know what happens? Andrew Thomas comes, turns around and congratulates him. Every that he's playing for that man. Evan Neal playing for Dan Jones, the defense playing for Dan Jones, <laughs> sexy Dexy, big cat. Kayvon Thibodeau, the savage who murdered Nick Foles and left his body to rot on the turf of the fucking Meadowlands, where many Italian men have been buried years past, allegedly. So this rant's going in an odd direction. I'm sorry. Giants, let's fucking go. I'm in Vegas, got down a ridiculous amount of money on (laughs) Giants' futures. I'm all in. Let's go. Emotional, emotional baggage out the window. Boat trip, go fuck yourself. Giants get a win. No Gatorade this week, guys. 
Act like you've been there before. Why isn't that isn't that your thing? After a win, you no dunk no Gator? no the turf field. They don't like when you have sticky substances <laughs> on the turf fields. It gets them all screwed up. Uh, real quick, Brandon Jacobs parlay I put into the uh, <laughs> sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. New York Giants money line. Dan Jones two sixty five plus passing yards, and Dan Jones uh, to score a rushing touchdown. Pays thirteen to one. So if you want to ride with Brandon Jacobs, get down on that. We gotta get the social team to put out the Brandon Jacobs parlay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Two games down, one to go. Dallas Monday night because that's what's super about Super Wild Card Weekend. Sean, they figured out that people would watch another Monday night football game. The Dallas Cowboys heading to Tampa to take on Tom Brady. TB twelve last game as a Buccaneer. Where could he go next? Could it be Miami? Could it be Las Vegas? Tampa Bay is catching two and a half. Gambling instincts engage. Plus 125 on the money line. Cowboys minus 145. 45 is the total. A couple of things stood out to me. A, total felt a little low. I think this is going to randomly be a, a higher scoring game. Two, Dallas's secondary has played like hot garbage. The pass rush has not been there of late. And three. You take the two and a half. You lay the three and a half. We learned this years ago. It's very easy. Also, Tom Brady, seven and zero oh oh. in his career against the Dallas Cowboys. Whoa! He's not winning the Super Bowl, but he's also not losing to the Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady on his uh, radio show, uh, "Let's Go," which is a pretty lame uh, name for a radio show. Quote, we're as healthy as we've been all year, aka they're getting their center back, Ryan Jensen. So <laughs> you give Tom Brady a little bit more time and you help him pick apart this very suspect Dallas Cowboys defense. The Dallas Cowboys defense that was playing to win and yet got carved up kind of by rookie Sam Howell making his first uh, career start. 27.2 points per game over the final five weeks of the regular season. And again, uh, you know, we're saying a lot of negative things about the Dallas Cowboys, but I do want to sincerely congratulate oh. uh, Dakota Ray and Prescott for finding a way, even though he missed five games during the regular season, to lead the league in interceptions. So, congratulations, oh. Dak, overcoming that adversity. I mean, and Zeke, Zeke's got to unhook the trailer if the Dallas Cowboys are going to get serious. Have you watched Zeke run? Again, you know what he looks like? He looks like an 18 wheeler <laughs> with a couple blown tires. Just try struggling to get up that hill. Struggling. He is, yeah, he is not going anywhere. Bucks. Uh well, this is interesting. Bucks have been horrible against the spread. 4 12 and 1. There's been one team with fewer ATS wins to make it in the 1999 uh Minnesota Vikings 3 and 13. But Cowboys offensive line looks bad. I I just man Cowboys to me are kind of like Seattle. It, it just feels like they have no confidence. Uh, we, uh, we, we, uh, we've said all this. We haven't even mentioned the fact that a, the bad version of the bucks team beat this Cowboys team 19 to three yeah. opening night of the season. And Dak was healthy in that game. I don't know. I, I think I forget which week I noted it down, but the Eagles had a, had a nice little stretch in there in the middle of their season. It might've been right after the second, uh, the victory versus the Colts or the Texans. But but they were kind of gloating, and we talked about we were we were joking that uh, Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, these guys are like we're in early December and we're talking about playoff decisions. We're talking about potential Odell Beckham championships. Yeah, they peaked too early. Where's Odell gonna go? The Cowboys peaked when they scored fifty four points against the Colts in like a fake blowout when they scored three touchdowns in the last ten minutes, and since then. They beat a bad Texans team. They lost to the Jags. They barely beat the Eagles with Gardner Minshew. Well, they barely beat. They barely, they barely beat, beat the beat Texans. The Remember that game? They needed a 97-yard so, drive. Sim Remember Kurt Warner thought the Texans should have kicked a field goal. Newsflash, Kurt. Uh, seven is more than they, six. They lost to Trevor Lawrence and uh, <laughs> Sam Howell, and they beat Gardner Minshew, Davis Mills, six. Davis Mills slash Jeff Driscoll, and Josh Dobbs. Like, and that that Titans team with their backups were hanging around in that game. I I couldn't be more pleased than to put money on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. Uh, certainly, you know, if I'm getting involved in a tease, it's like the ultimate. It's the ultimate teaser leg this week. 
And like I said before, I think getting involved in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive touchdown, anytime touchdown feels like the right thing to do. And you know what? I was shocked to see Sean, another game where the money came in on Tampa. That's why the move, the move went from three to two and a half. Right. But since then, if people are buying back on the Cowboys, really? Then I think the nerds, I think the spreadsheets are going to be on the Cowboys. I think the fantasy influence is going to be on the Cowboys. I, I mean, the only I think people think the Cowboys have a good matchup X's and O's wise against this Tampa Bay secondary. I, I sneakily like bulls in the defense here. I think they go all in. I think this is an all they know. They know this team isn't what they've been in the past and they have an all in moment here. And at the end of the day, Tom Brady greater than rain Dakota Prescott. <laughs> I know we, we say that wrong a lot. And his people have reached out to me. It's actually Rain Dakota Prescott. So yes, ap- right. apologies, Rain. Rain is not his middle name. It's actually his first name. Rain Dakota Prescott. All right. It so- has been raining in LA. Hopefully that's not a sign. <laughs> I mean, it's been raining INTs for uh, Dakota Rain. R-A-I-N in LA. R-A-Y-N-E in Tampa. Yes. That's how you make it rain at the club. R-A-Y-N-E. All right, let's do it, Kramer. Time for the lock, dog, and win bet. Build your own bet, aka some sort of sweet long shot. Super bet. Yes. Super bet. Engage. What do you got, Kramer? Uh, well, I'll pencil in Giants for the dog, or do you want to do it with dramatic? No. I'm taking the New York Giants. I'm going to lock up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. I'm going to. You know what? No, I'm going to lock up the Niners. Okay. Now we're I, talking. I don't want to be involved in the Cowboys filth and I've, <laughs> I, and I'm on record. I feel like I'm the only person in the media that, th- that thinks the bucks Cowboys game is the least interesting game of the weekend. Really? To me, it's, it's two. it's the game that includes two teams in poor form. There's not another matchup like that. Uh, I will lock up. Obviously the dog. Give me the, give me the Giants. Plus 140. I'm about to go put a, Put a solid uh, single stack of uh, I don't know high a, society. Uh, that's ten grand. I'm not going ten grand. We'll take away a zero. <laughs> Ryan maybe. did ask to borrow money, so that's a that's definitely uh, out of the ordinary. Well, long story short, I <laughs> so last night was up late doing Veasan. Shout out to Hoops Peterson, and uh, you know, so I was tired this morning and just didn't grab the the giant envelope of cash. <laughs> so a little bit limited by the the technology. So yeah, I had to take a short term loan from Sean here. My super wild card weekend win. Build a bet. That's a long ass acronym. Oh boy, thought I wrote it down. Didn't write it down. Oh I'm, no, I'm, I'm finding it. No, no, I got it right here. I just I I thought I had it in the quick to easy uh, reference notes section. All right. So we're going to do another one. Same theme. We're just taking a touchdown from each game. I, I went a little bit more responsible with this one. I'm going to go back to front. First up, Chris Godwin plus 165. This is crazy. His anytime is longer than a number of players on his team, including Mike Evans. Uh, I think Chris Godwin has an, a, a tremendous matchup here. I think, I think they're going to pay more attention to Mike Evans still. And I think the, the stuff that Godwin runs is going to be a problem for the Cowboys. So anytime touchdown for Godwin, if you haven't been watching the Giants, uh, Richie James scores a touchdown every game. Uh, he's the slot guy. He's he's the guy that Dan Jones the trusts. Slot. When, the slot? He, when he starts to run, this is on record. Like essentially, the first read is Richie James, and and they are on the same page. His anytime isolated, by the way, Sean is plus two sixty five. Probably going to take a stab at that, but going to include it here. And then the last one. Love Debo to get in the end zone. What kind of state? Like he is the statement run guy. I love Debo to, to them to give him a manufactured something around the red zone. Uh, I was shocked to see his anytime uh, 160. So anyway, those three guys score a touchdown. You're getting 24 to one, Sean. All right, I like it. I'm. A, I mean, yeah. What don't you like about it? No, I. I uh, I'm still. I'm still thinking Mike Evans is the guy. I. But I know. I know how good Godwin's look. I, I went with the intent to take the guy with the longer price. Yeah. All right. For me, lock Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Dog mm. Tampa Dog. Bay plus 125. Whoa, the rarely done. <laughs> you can play them both at the same time. And for my win bet, build your own bet. Give me Noah Fant. <laughs> anytime touchdown parlayed with Cade Otten. 
anytime touchdown. Noah Fant, 64% of the snaps. He's getting catches. He's getting targets. I think he could get one in garbage time. And then Kate Otten, he's had seven red zone targets the last three weeks. Not the most efficient guy, but he's out there a ton. He gets a touchdown. Noah Fant gets a touchdown. And I get a sweet 35 to 1 bet nice. cashing. Let's go. That's well done, Sean. And shout out to Benedict Dantold, who also is on the tight end anytime touchdown parlay. He went Kittle Otten Hawkinson, similar price. Okay. Keep in mind too, but I don't, I don't obviously like Kittle and Hawk to get touchdowns as well. Shout out to Benedict Dantold. Gotta hear a little bit of the fights. Another, uh, I I did have a second one written down. If that's if that's okay with you, Sean. Sure, Ryan. Let it rip. I I think I think there's a version because you know I love the defensive touchdowns. Yes, I bet I've been I've been in the defensive touchdown streets all year. So I also did a three team defensive touchdown parlay for for the NFC games. <laughs> so hate all three Bucks. Okay, Niners, Giants. All score defensive touchdowns. You should round robin that at the very two hundred thirty-eight to one. Oh my god! What have I done here? I found gold. Kramer, I found you're gold. about to bankrupt WinBet. Don't do it. I mean, you know what? At this point, personal challenge. I'm taking you guys down. <laughs> We're gonna have to cross this off when I take you down. Kramer's casino. Yeah, I mean that's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> it's a little alliteration. Hey, uh, make sure you download the SGPN app, sign up for our playoff bankroll challenge, $500 in cash and prizes, including hundred dollar gift card to homage sports gambling podcast.com slash homage. Get some of their cool, super cool, uh, retro NFL gear. They got a bunch of great stuff. Obviously subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Toss us a nice rating review over on Apple podcasts. We'll be announcing some gift card winners hundred dollars to the best uh, Apple podcast review on the pregame show Saturday, uh, 9 a.m. Sunday or sorry, no. Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific Sunday, 9 a.m. Uh, there on the YouTube channel live answering your questions and uh, any sort of late line movement. Check out the AFC podcast as well. Uh, shout out to Brandon Jacobs. Appreciate him coming on the show. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he is Ryan. We will also be giving out million dollar lineups on those pregame shows. Kramer, let it ride.